What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Tuesday, January 28th, 2014, and you guys are listening to episode 146. Um, last night, I am, uh, you know, yesterday, it's Monday, I'm about to do the podcast, back to regular schedule, and um, I don't know what the hell happened, but it was one of those nights where I put my feet up on the couch for a second right when the kids went to bed at like 8.30, and I just put my feet on the couch, and the next thing I know, I just wake up like hours later, I go right to bed, and I ended up sleeping through. Uh, good news is, I got about a 10, 10 and a half, 11 and a half hour sleep, which was awesome, and I took a nap today, so I'm super rested, which means I'm probably going to screwed for tonight, so I just basically slept through doing my podcast yesterday. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to come clean with that, but... Uh, Doing it now. Got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Um, definitely going to talk about the Grammy Awards. Uh, some of you guys might have seen I was live tweeting through the Grammys, which I normally never do, but I just had so much fun shitting on it and making fun of it and seeing so many ridiculous things there. So I want to get into that today. Um, going to talk Super Bowl, Super Bowl prediction. There's only one more game left, and it's the uh, it's the big one. So we're going to talk about that. I uh, got an unacceptable for the week. Um going to talk about uh, all the festivities that are going on here in New York. New York is pretty crazy, packed with um, just media. Everybody's in town uh, for this game and, you know, all that shit. But um, first off, I want to talk about the weekend. I had a great weekend um, performing at uh, Stand Up New York on Friday. Always a great time. And uh, it was so cool because... It was one of those shows where, I don't know what it was, but it was just one of those shows where I just felt like talking and not doing material. And I went up there and I just started talking about the movie Lone Survivor. And I just started talking. I had an awesome interaction with this woman in the crowd. I had a great time with that. So that was great. And then I was on the 10 o'clock, uh, the, the 8 and the 10 o'clock shows over at the stand on a 20th and 3rd. And both clubs are really, um, you know, I do a bunch of clubs out here and spots all over, but my two, like, I would say my two home clubs, and I'm fortunate to say that I have two home clubs in New York. A lot of people say, oh, that's my my go-to or my home, but uh, the Stand and, and New York, uh, the Stand and Stand Up New York are, are two of my home clubs, uh, one on the east side, one on the west side. The Stand was awesome. Two sold-out shows, uh, 8 and 10 o'clock on Friday great lineups, um, you know, it was Ted Alexandro, uh, who else was on the shows, um, just, I mean, uh, who else, uh, Michelle Buteau was on the show, um, son of a bitch, now I can't even think who the hell else was on the show, and I know it was just a great, oh, Mike Vecchione was on the show, yeah, it was Mike Vecchione, it was, um, did Todd, no, Todd Barry wasn't on this one. Uh, anyway, it was just a great lineup, and, uh, you know, it was just a great time. Had a blast, and, um, you know, it's a club that if you come to New York, you got to check it out. You really do. The food's amazing. You know, both both clubs, both clubs check out, but um, just had a, the crowds were amazing. So um, if you do come to New York, and, and hopefully I always advise people to come to New York either. Chris, if you're not from here, Christmas time is the best or the summer is awesome too. Like I feel like now is tough. That's why the Super Bowl time is tough. You know, January, February, anywhere in the East Coast is, is kind of tough. But like New York in the in, in, in like December when they got the lights up and people are ice skating, that's the shit. 
But uh, if you do come during that time or any time, please check out those comedy clubs. And I'm not saying it because I work there. The lineups there that they have are um, are seriously awesome. Uh, it's driving me absolutely nuts that I can't remember who else was on the show at the stand. Like, I'm sitting here and I'm going, how the fuck do you not know you were just... I mean, I, I, I was just there and I just can't remember... Who the, oh, Sherrod Small. Okay, Ted Alexander, Ted Alexandro, Sherrod Small was on one. Michelle Boucho, um, yeah, Mike Vecchione, and uh, oh, Pete, Pete Dominic, and Rich Voss. Okay, there we go. So that those are the people that are on the show, and just a just a great time. Uh, had a, had a blast. So um, now. Uh, everybody, as as you know, has been talking about, and this is going to be this podcast going to be heavy on the Super Bowl. So I'm just warning you guys. I'm going to do a prediction. So if you don't like sports, I don't know if you're going to love episode 146. All right, uh, but but I'm, I'm I I thought this out. This is going to be in depth analysis. I did my buddy Jason Law. I called into a podcast. My buddy Jason Lawhead's Lawhead's Court podcast today. We talked about the Super Bowl. Did a prediction. I was just on the phone with another buddy talking about the prediction. I feel like the Super Bowl is not that hard to predict. Although you never know what's going to happen, and I'm not saying it's going to be a cakewalk, but I feel as though um, I know what uh, what's going to happen. I, not not what's going to happen. I feel like I know who the winner is going to be and why they're going to be the winner. So we're going to get into that. I'm going to sip my iced tea, which I clearly didn't pour enough of, which means I'm going to have to probably pause this somewhere in the middle of it and go get my fucking iced tea. But um, I got some feedback from the podcast from episode 145, and people were telling me that my rant on um, or just me talking shit about Lone Survivor and how that I could never be a Navy SEAL, I heard from a, a but like a handful of people saying that they re- were really laughing and and uh, you know I got a kick out of saying it because it was just really honest and anytime I say something honest on here that I think could go on stage I do and uh, I went in the club man and I was just talking about how I really mean like how much of a pussy you know that movie really makes you feel you know or or, or you thinking that any problems that you have and I just went up on stage and riffed and, and had a great time doing it so uh, I'm glad you guys <laughs> I'm glad you guys kind of enjoyed that. Uh, I will be riffing on this podcast about the Grammys, so because uh, I mean I've never seen more ridiculous shit in my life, but um, it's kind of cool. What I do love about this week, and wherever the Super Bowl is, whether it's in New York or or whatever city, I love sports talk radio because there are so many. Because what happens is the whole media and all the 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 sports networks that you go to, um are all, you know, just there on location with ex-Super Bowl Hall of... I mean, like, Hall of Famers and ex-players, and they're all talking about what they think about the game. So I'm going to get into that. But first, uh, you know what? Since since this is going to be really um, heavy on uh, the Super Bowl this week, uh, let's get right into the Grammy Awards. Now, I normally never talk about award shows on the podcast. I'm not a big... I don't care. I really don't. I don't care about the Oscars. You know, sometimes if I'm if I'm home and up and not performing on the Oscar night, I and I'm up, I'll just, you know, I'll scroll down with the 
you know, I'll go down to the to the channel. It's on whatever ABC, and and I'll I'll see who won Best Picture if I'm up. But I really don't care. I watch the movies I like. I don't care what people think, what's Oscar worthy or what's not. Um, I like to judge it on me. Same thing with Grammys. Same thing with music. I listen to music. I love music. A lot of people that should have been at the Grammys this year weren't there. You know why the fuck is Eminem not at the Grammys? Eminem's album came out. He's got two hit songs out right now on the radio. He's not at the Grammys. That's disappointing. Um, and and how many old timers do we need to see? Okay. I mean, what the fuck? The only thing that that thing was missing was fuck. I mean, they, I mean, they had Smokey Robinson there. They had fucking Willie Nelson there. You know, Metallica. Metallica was actually good because when I was a little kid, that song was out when I was in grade school, and I remembered all the words. And I remember one time I wrote it on a piece of loose leaf. I wrote every word to that song. So whenever I hear that song, I know it. So I thought that that was pretty cool. But come on, man, who else? Everybody, you know, so many older people came out on, on that thing. On you know. It was ridiculous. Old country stars, old rockers. You know, Madonna. They dragged Madonna's ass out in her fuck. Madonna keeping her together with that fucking fake Wonder Woman suit or whatever she had. And then a white suit. She had a cane and shit. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, Madonna's turning into the Brett Favre of musicians at the Grammys. Just stay home. Fucking Ozzy Osbourne's mumbling and shit. His 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 his, his peers are laughing at him because he's mumbling on a thing. It's, it's a joke. It's, it was it was really ridiculous. Like the amount of Chicago came out. This is like a fucking what did you just get out of a time machine? Listen, I'm not saying don't pay homage to the to the you know to the past performers and the past legends. I'm not saying that. That's cool. But come on, man, are you kidding me? It it just was one old person coming out after the other. And and here, well, before I make fun of everything else, let me say the people that did did good the the acts that you know and i had a great time live tweeting this i really did like it made me say oh man like when a comedian doesn't like something or when you don't like something and you are a comedian and you have access to social media live tweet and shit on it and have a great time and i was doing that and i and i had a blast but uh, that kendrick lamar performance was so good and had everybody off their seats, and he was into his performance, and then right after, while people are standing up going nuts, they're like, ladies and gentlemen, give it up, and like they, like some little country singer girl came on, like after, it was just the most ant, it was such kind of like a buzzkill, because you had, it was just like you had this unbelievable, gram, like epic Grammy performance, Okay, and there was a few of them, I gotta say, you know, even though I'm gonna make fun of it a little bit, Pink, Pink did great, Kendrick Lamar, and I actually kind of liked Metallica's thing just because I knew the song, but other than that, I mean, you know, Taylor Swift almost breaking her neck at a fucking piano, and you gotta see her dancing around like it's a nightclub during the whole shit, it was just fucking dumb. Now, let's get into Pink a little bit. First of all, and I, and I tweeted this, is Pink trying to be in the Olympics? Because that was one of the most impressive fucking aerial, like, I didn't even know, she was on a swing, she was dang it, dangling from her, from her, um, you know, from her ankles upside down, looking at the crowd, and she was getting spun around by people, and she was flying all over the place like it was some, like it was Spider Man on Broadway. While she's singing, she's running around barefoot, jumping around. I mean, don't get me wrong, she killed it. The performance was good, but like, what? What is she trying to be in the winter? I mean, the summer games. 
I mean, what happened to just having the people that have the hottest songs at the moment just come on stage and perform and then, and that's it. Like you don't need, it was just, and then they got to do a collaboration with somebody new and somebody old, you know. Robin Thicke is like dancing around looking at the sky in a fucking, you know, cr- you know, velvet suit and, uh, with Chicago. And it was just, you know, they come out with different color microphones and they come out all dressed crazy. Katy Perry looks like she just got out of a fucking haunted house, you know, and the people behind her are like zombies. It's like, come on. I mean, I know that that's, that, I know that that's kind of, you know, people want to, you know, I get it. I get it. People want to be in the music and in the story, but it, it, it's sometime, when is it not, I mean, do you understand that Pink was flying around the, flying around the fucking arena like Peter Pan, you know, people are looking up at her, it, it was just, it was ridiculous, too much, too much of it, okay, now, the worst thing that I've ever seen on television, okay, the worst thing I've ever seen on television was Pharrell Williams's hat. Okay, now it would have been justified if somebody got on that stage, whether it was just a crazy, just a crazy rabbit fan, um, a psychopath, another a fellow musician, one of his peers, somebody, if they just got up on stage and beat the fuck out of him until they had to go to commercial. While he like he's screaming, like you could hear him under the podium screaming to stop. He's kicking with his fucking, he with his stupid capri pants and his. It was so stupid. I swear to God, it was the worst thing. That's that Smokey the Bear hat or whatever he was wearing was the worst thing that I've ever seen on television. And he should have been beaten in public. I swear to God, that was like I've never had a, somebody's outfit get me like make me racist. It was making me racist. His hat was making me racist, and I'm not racist. I don't have that in my heart. I don't judge people. And seeing his fucking stupid hat and his capri pants was making me that way. Like, not like horrible racist, just like, like you know, just like this stupid fucking asshole. Like, you know what I mean? I don't, you know, it was just awful. It was fucking awful. Matter of fact, that's unacceptable for the week. Pharrell Williams is fucking hat. Both of his stupid hats at the Grammys. You're not that important, dick, and there's no way you think that looks good. Okay, there's no way you think. The only way that that's fucking even remotely okay is if you lost a bet. If you lost a bet and you were like, dude, if I lose, I will wear this stupid, ridiculous piece of shit hat at the Grammy Awards. That is the only way. Okay, and you come out with those stupid robots and those fucking stormtrooper gloves. Oh, my God. If all three of them got snipered out, it would have made my night. So stupid. It's just as stupid as when those country singers come out in spurs and, and chaps and, 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 you know, 10-gallon hats or all that stupid shit they do. They should be sniped out too, rednecky. Yeah, that makes me racist against them. I just, I get so mad at the person who has to do that. I don't know why. Everything about them bothers me. Every time I see that kid's Pharrell's face from now on, I'm just going to wish wish it pain. It was, and I, I, you know, I'm a good-hearted guy. I'm not a bad guy. I don't wish people harm, but that was ridiculous. Oh, my God, it was so, it, it, it was, it's like, really? Come on, man. 
Well, he's an artist, dude. He's an artist, and, and artists need to be different. And artists need to, like, express themselves. And that hat was what he was feeling for the Grammys. Shove it up your ass, you dick face. I gotta sit down and watch something on TV just because that's how boring television is. That's how shitty television is now. Three things were on that night. The Pro Bowl, the Royal Rumble, which is another stupid thing that grown men still get into. Get over it. You're not fucking 12 years old. All right, stop listening to the storylines. What are you going to do? Start trading baseball cards with your fucking 40-year-old buddies? Enough. You assholes running around. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get together and watch the Royal Rumble. Stop it. Stop it. Bunch of grown men screaming into a microphone. That's what entertains you? Give me a fucking break. So you got the Royal Rumble, you got fucking, you, you got the, the, the uh, Pro Bowl, the NFL Pro Bowl, which nobody gives a shit about. That's, about. that's about as entertaining as watching grass grow. Nobody wants to see that shit. So obviously, okay, the Super Bowl's next week, let's watch the Grammys this week. And you watch it and like you're like, alright, let, let, let's some epic performances. Let me tell you something, when a music, when a music award show is four hours long, and there's only three or four. And, and give me a break. Let me tell you something. And another thing I got a problem with. Okay. And I didn't even watch this. Because when, when after I saw Pharrell's second hat. Or when I saw him come out with that brown hat again. I just tapped out because it was the worst thing I've ever witnessed. But. And I'm not even joking around. That was the worst television moment. I've, I'm not even kidding around. Okay. I'm not even kidding around. The worst visual thing that I've ever seen. Was a grown man. D- dressed like that. That was so bad, they need to make another fucking slave movie or something, because that shit set black people... His outfit set black people back. I really believe that. Awful. 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 Like, one of the... Like... It was so unacceptable to me that he did that, that he should... Like, he shouldn't be able to... I don't even know. He shouldn't be allowed... At, a, at another, he shouldn't be allowed to the Grammys until like the, the the 2020 Grammys. There should be like a four to five year penalty for that. Just go and look, man. That was like the worst thing I've ever seen. It was so bad. Oh my God. It was the worst. But you, you know, when, when you have that long of a show and there's four or five memorable performances... Run, and he's dancing around with the robots. And when they were singing that song and they were doing that robot thing and everybody was standing up going nuts, it looked like a couple of kids. I was on the phone with Bobby Kelly and we were laughing. I said, it looked like a bunch of friends joking around music, like with music in the basement. And everyone's standing up, dancing around. Like, that's what it's come to. It's shit. It's awful. And I love that one song. That that one song, you know, um, you know that they brought back that disco th- song. And I loved it. But his hat ruined it for me. And I didn't, I didn't watch the Macklemore performance where all the people like got married in the thing. Give me a fucking break. You know, it's like, it's like that's, I think doing shit like that separates people more. Stop it. You know, it's like, I don't understand. I get, it's just like, I mean, I know, I know that it wasn't just gay couples getting married, but it was just people getting married at the Grammys. But like, you don't have, you have to do that. That's what it's come to. Giannis Pappas said something great on Twitter. Uh, the the hilarious, talented Giannis Pappas, my friend. He was on a couple episodes ago. But he said, he's like, you know, music, he said, oh, it was one of the greatest things. He said, 
he said, um, Macklemore is to com no no alternative comedy and like al al alternative comedy and Macklemore's music are the same thing. All you, you could be mediocre, but just try to like have a point and not be dangerous, and people would accept it. Something along those lines. I'm probably butchering it and doing it no justice, but and it's so right. It's like you know. It's fucking insulting. You sit there and you do a song about like gay people being able to be married and then you're like some big fucking like hero and it's like it's insulting. I, I really I don't I don't care what anybody does. You want to get married? I don't care. Like that that's your business. It's nobody else. Nobody should tell you you shouldn't, but that should just be the that should be fine. You shouldn't have to have it glorified at an award show and have people fuck like people getting married in the fucking aisles everybody. Are you kidding me? People get married in the aisles at the Grammy Awards. What's next? You're going to start throwing passes at the SP Awards? People are diving into the fucking... Cracking their skulls on, on the chairs because, because it needs to be that interactive? Can it just go? Can it just be an award show? You're going to have Peyton Manning throw a post to some asshole who won a MasterCard contest and his teeth are going to get... You, fuck, you know, some <laughs> Vaughn Miller's going to jump out of the balcony and rip his head off? It's stupid. Stop it. Oh, he's saying something so great. You know, gay people should be able to get married. It's like it separates the people more. It separates them more. Stop it. I understand like making things better and stuff, and I understand like giving people a voice, but let the politicians do that. I don't want to hear that shit with musicians. And at, like, if you want to say something real quick, that's fine. But like, don't insult me by having to put a whole fucking production. Have you know? Have fucking Madonna come out like fucking Samuel L. Jackson on Unbreakable with her with her cane, limping around, looking like she's eighty years. It's 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 embarrassing. It was it's embarrassing. You know, I just it, it, nothing is. It's 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 all. And I know it sounds old, but it's so true, man. Like back in the day, like Michael Jackson would come out and just do two or three songs at the Grammys and absolutely crush it. And he would have his, you know, he'd have his smoke machines or his dancers and do whatever and that's it. Even Alicia Keys, she'd come out, she would fucking sit at the piano, she'd be, you know, you know, look beautiful, sit at the piano, crush it, and that's it. She, you know, do stuff like that. You know, and Taylor Swift's her performance, you know, that's fine. But come on, man, like what, what else is, how much more do they need to do? Do I really need to see somebody swinging? And all I'm thinking is, you know, this is going to be all of it. If Pink slips and falls, because she's not a professional, although she looked like one. If she slips and falls and, and it, you know, it was just, I don't know. Did Bruno Mars even perform or did he just present? I don't know. But that, I mean, that's, a, that's another guy that just should have been more involved in it. Eminem should have been there. I'll tell you, that, that, that kid, Kendrick Lamar, that's a real musician. That kid absolutely murdered his set. He murdered his set, and I thought it was downplayed because they had some country girl. Like, you go to a commercial after a performance like that. You let that, you let that settle in and give people the experience. I want to see some 13-year-old girl in fucking cowboy boots playing a fucking banjo after Kendrick Lamar just tore the place down. Rip the place a new asshole, and then you got to. It, it was just, it was just completely off balance. They're trying to fit too much in four hours, and, and you know, I, you know, it, it was what it was. But for real's hat ruined it. Unacceptable for the week. Unacceptable for two weeks. I mean, that was so bad. That might be unacceptable for the for, for the month. I mean, that was 
one of the worst things I've ever seen. I know I sound like a broken record. I can't. I still can't get over it. I can't get over that a grown man put that hat on and walked out. Bobby Kelly said one of the funniest tweets. He said, I'm waiting for Bugs Bunny to shoot a cannon through that hat. That was so awful. So, my Grammy thing was three really good performances, maybe four, and then just the people's outfits and the people dancing. And, you know, it, you know, seeing Robinson Cano sitting behind Jay-Z and Beyonce was just like, damn. Jamie Foxx trying to be fucking cute with his damn Jay Z. I I don't want to look. Don't don't be mad. But Beyonce looks good. It's like it's like that's like that's like the hackiest. Jamie Foxx is starting to annoy me. Just I don't know. You know it's like shut up, just shut up. Stupid face. I'm I don't know. I'm just it's like. And, and here's the thing, everybody was, everybody was like so into it and it was the only thing to watch and it was like you're forced to watch this sh- stupid shit. And I changed it, I couldn't take it anymore, but like, you know, I wanted to hear the music, I wanted to hear good music. Madonna limping out and shit. I'm going to try to see if I could find some tweets here that uh, about that, um, about Madonna. I mean, not about Madonna, about about what I... What did I write here for the... I'm sorry if you liked him. Some of the guys are like, what are you, why is he shitting on the... Why is he shitting on the thing? Let's... <laughs> All right, let's see here. All right, I got Kendrick Lamar and Metallica stole the show so far. Pharrell's hat is the worst thing I've ever seen on TV. Hashtag unacceptable. Hashtag Grammys. Uh... When Chicago played, what did I say? Or some old place that everybody under 50 years old just went to the bathroom. Kendrick Lamar just murdered that shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, what did Ozzy say? Is Pink going to be in the Olympics? I'm not a hater. That being said, these Grammys stink so far. Yeah, I just, I mean, I was having a good time. I was having a good time watching them, tweeting and stuff. But I think I think it was just the comedian in me. The only way that it was going to be enjoyable for me was going to be if it was, you know, it, it, I, and I, if it was just something that I could shit on because there was no way I could on, I, I there was no way that I can, you know, just really sit there and be like into it when, when you know, I mean, come on, dude, there's fucking robots. Guys in robot hats are getting the thing. I mean, what, are you kidding me? Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin be rolling over in their fucking graves. You know? Guys dressed like fucking robots are sitting... Literally, robot heads are sitting in the... Are you shitting me? I was just waiting for Chewbacca to be sitting next to him. You know, with a picture of the Millennium Falcon outside the Staples Center. I mean, are you kidding me? Got pink in the back. She's probably doing backflips with a USA logo on her, practicing for the. I mean, it was so. It was. It was actually comical. And I thought that that Daft Punk or whatever you want to call those guys, when uh, Pharrell had that other hat on, and his capri ankle pants and his dress shoes with no socks, like he's walking on the beach of Aruba. Uh, it, you know, I I thought I thought that 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 I thought that that was so like it, the way they were just dancing around doing what they were doing while the whole audience is standing there. 
brainwashed thinking it's good because that's what music has become. And, and it looked like an SNL set behind it. Like it looked like an SNL set, you know, like when there's a sound booth and it says on the air. It was an absolute shit show. And then Metallica comes out with their gray hair, and I th- I thought they were great, you know, and they're like they're not kind of still being like old like long hair like metal guys, and I thought the song was great and all that, but it just seemed unbalanced to me, it ju- it really did, you know. Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr, uh, you know, think about l- listen to those names: Smokey Robinson, Ozzy Osbourne, Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, Metallica, Madonna. Fuck, uh, who else was there? That, who was that? that? That other old chick was there. Um, yeah, it was just, it It just seemed like, oh, Willie Nelson was there. It's like, when is it? Because it, what they're trying to do is they're trying to make, and I get what they're trying to do, and maybe for the, they're trying to bring the old and the new together to make the viewer go, oh, look at that. Yeah, Willie Nelson's playing with fucking, you know. It's it, it, it's it's but I I just find it being like when you do it too many times and too many collaborations for four hours it's like we get it. Remember back in the day the big thing that was talked about was when Eminem first popped on the scene. You know, he did that thing with Elton John and everyone thought he was homophobic and then he hugged Elton John. It was like that was a cool moment because you had a legend and this new guy and now they're they're just overdoing everything. There was weddings in the aisle. There was weddings. People got married at the Grammy. Multiple, multiple couples got married at the Grammy. Are you shitting me? It just stinks. The whole thing, it just stinks. It's awful. It's insulting. It was, it was, the, the, the best part about it was being on the phone and tweeting with my comedian friends making fun of what I was witnessing because that was the only way I could get through it. You know. And I don't think I think they're getting away from rap, and, and I'm, I'm a hip hop fan, but I think they're getting away from rap now more. You know, there wasn't much of it. You know, it was nice to see Kanye West wasn't there. I don't think he was there. If he was, I didn't see him. But it, that that was refreshing because he's another guy that you know. He's another guy that him and Pharrell Williams should just be fuck. You know. Just beaten with each other's bodies by two like super wrestlers, you know. Just have just two gigantic like sick like Andre the Giant type people in the world. Just grab Pharrell and yeah, what's his name, Kanye West by their ankles and just start teeing off with each other. I want to see that big brown hat just bloodied up. Oh, it was so bad. I mean, it got me, and I don't wish harm on anybody, but like that got me that angry that like that the thought of that is the only thing that makes it okay. Do yourself a favor. Go to YouTube and type in Pharrell Williams walking out with that hat, and you look at him. And if you don't want to take your shoe and beat him in the jaw with the heel part of it at least nineteen times, then it then then something's wrong with you too. What a shit show! Ah, uh, just awful. What else did they have? They had uh, still to come. You know when they do that? Still to come. Whoever it is, Keith Urban, Tim McGraw, Willie Nelson, and a slew of other people you don't give a fuck about anymore since the you know ninety eight. 
or in some cases, yeah, we're going to get in the time machine during this commercial break, and when we get back, welcome to 1986, where Willie Nelson's going to play something where, he's, where he looks 100 fucking years old then. How about that, everybody? We're going to drag Madonna's ass out here if she could fucking work her hips after the commercial break. <laughs> she's going she's gonna to be singing a duet with Justin Bieber's unborn sister. Who's still in the womb? They're gonna do a. They're gonna do a duet. You know, it's just enough. You know, watch the Grammys tonight, everybody. Yeah, it's gonna be really exciting because we can watch the Grammys this week and then the Super Bowls next week, and we're gonna eat. And I can't wait to see what Katy Perry wears. I got to see Katy Perry and Taylor Swift dancing in the fucking aisle. Why don't you act like a professional? I get it. Yeah, you're into the music. Maybe one song, okay? Maybe one song. You got to do. You, how pissed off are the people that got the seats behind Taylor Swift? I got to see a superstar musician dancing to everything like she's never been there before. And then she gets mad when she loses. She was like, stands up. Oh, and I didn't even talk about Lord. Holy shit, this chick Royals. This chick looks like she grows fangs when the fucking sun goes down. Holy shit. <laughs> this chick. Are you shitting me? Purple lipstick nodding her head. She was wearing suspenders like she was fucking Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> Whatever she was doing. I mean, are you kidding me? If you look back at this show, it was a comedy act. You think about it for a second. Think about this for a second, all right? I'm not even trying to be funny. Think about it for one second. You got a pop star singer swinging around the rap in a, in a swing all over the place, flipping, swinging, jumping around, okay? You got a guy coming out with a Smokey the Bear hat, okay? You got ancient old acts. You got this chick who's winning all the awards, who sings that royal song? Look, she's coming out. She's got like purples. And she looks. Like, I don't know what was up with her hands. She looks like she was doing a thriller dance in slow motion during her her acceptance speech. Okay, she looked like she was gonna morph into a werewolf and rip Ringo Starr's Adam's apple out with her teeth. Okay, and you got you got Metallica coming out singing a song that I listened to and liked in grade school, but they're playing that, which was bizarre. It was just weird. It was just weird. I don't understand how else to say it. You got this epic performance by Kendrick Lamar. I mean, I can't even say enough about that kid. That kid is awesome. My buddy Chris Lambert told me about that dude, and I listened to that dude, and like, I was like, it took me a couple times. Like, this guy is legit. This guy is like old school. This guy is like what hip hop is, and he killed. And then right after that, you got some girls. It's like because they tried to fit too much in. You wouldn't have Michael Jackson. So I'm not trying to compare Kendrick Lamar to Michael Jackson, but you wouldn't have somebody just kill like that and then not go to commercial back in the day. You close with that segment. Or like Eminem, you, Eminem crushes it. And then you go to some... You can't do that. Like an Eminem's going to crush it with one of his songs from like the Shady up here, and then all of a sudden Carrie Underwood's going to sing fucking I pack my truck in the fucking shit. It's stupid. But that's what, there's too many musicians now, there's too many independent labels, there's too many people doing it, the Grammy, the songs get popular, gotta invite everyone to the Grammys, the Grammys gotta put them all on to perform, and they got, it was, that thing started at 8 o'clock, and ended after midnight. I think that Lord chick fucking grew her wings out and flew, flew back to, <laughs> back to Transylvania, and recorded another song with one of Dracula's nieces, I don't know, 
I'm just, I, I can't even, I've been, it's 35 minutes into this podcast. I'm still talking about the Grammy Awards. And Ozzy Osbourne, there's yanks, there's yanks people, what's to say, right, the people, it's like, it's, it's ridiculous. So between the hat and Ozzy Osbourne and the swinging on a swing and the vampire chick and, and, and all kinds of shit going on and, and all these old people coming out, it was just, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. The 2014 Grammy Awards had three or four really great memorable performances and the rest of it was just ridiculous nonsense bullshit. That's what it was. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you pop culture, music loving, fuck, I'm sorry. It was awful. And you cannot have a Grammy Awards with a hip-hop category and not have Eminem at it. Unless Eminem had beef or something happened with somebody where he's like, I'm not coming. But you cannot have that guy there. You just can't. And there's another song that I like. That song, what the hell is that song with the dude fucking Avicii? Was that guy Avicii there? That's a, And Bruno Mars, one of the most talented people at the Grammys. I might be wrong. I don't know. But like, I would have liked a long set from him. Maybe not an hour four. Or I don't even know if they did it. But like, how about Bruno Mars doing, you know, I know he's going to be, maybe, maybe since he's performing, I get it. Maybe since he's performing at the Super Bowl, he doesn't, and that, that's a week away. He doesn't want to like do the same set. So maybe that's what it was. Okay, fine. I just realized that makes sense. But he could have done one song. Or, he could, or how about him collaborating with somebody while he sings somebody else? He's talented enough to do that. I want to see that guy more. I want to see guys like that. I don't, I don't see fucking, you know, Madonna coming out like she's some fucking villain in a, in a, in a DC comic. Lord comes out, like flies out and saves her with her teeth, her fangs. And then Taylor Swift lost and like her little camp was all upset and their heads were down. Just, I don't know, fucking stupid. They got the chick who got heavy from NCIS backstage. They just threw her in the back green room. Just, yeah, interview these people, have them take pictures. With you. It was, it's just too much. <laughs> LL Cool J with his Kangle hat licking his lips. This next performance, shut up. I I am filled with hate on the Grammys, everybody. I'm sorry. I'm going to turn this ship around. Don't worry. Half of you guys left the show. Here's what it is right now. I, I I know my listeners. I know my listeners. Half of the listeners want me to stop, and they've you know they oh, so not uh, maybe not half obviously because that math wouldn't make sense, which makes sense for me because I'm not good at math. But so I'll say a quarter of you left. A quarter of you want you to want me to stop. A quarter of you are somewhat amused and waiting for me to get to football. And a quarter of you are crying of laughter and love every minute and, and are saying right now, I hope he does this for the full hour. <laughs> and I could keep doing it because the more I sit and really listen and I mean, the more I watch and think about what I listened to that day, I, I, I'm, doing, I'm doing this. I really might do this next year. And if I can, I would love to do it on a live podcast, a live streaming podcast whether it be mine or somebody else's next year during an award show and we just talk about it. But like, you know what? The Golden Globes and the, you know, the Golden Globes and the Oscar Awards, even if you don't like the movie, it is what it is. The Oscars kind of have a way of staying classy to motion pictures and all that stuff. They do. Sometimes the comedian hosting it could be a little whatever, but it's still, 
which I love anyway because I'm a comedian. So, but they kind of keep it true. The Golden Globes is a little more free. They're drinking a little more. They're having fun. But that that I could get. Even the SAG Awards. I mean, I don't watch all these things. I'm really I don't. But you know, sometimes MTV Music Awards I can't watch because I'm not I'm not 19 anymore. I just, I'm sorry. I just can't do it. You know, I, I can't. I can't watch Ben Stiller like give an award with Will Smith and like you know 19 year olds freaking. I, I I can't do that. But um. It just seems like the Grammys just go like the when it comes to music, you know, got Lady Gaga comes out look like she got blown up in a cartoon where her face is like, you know when uh, like a bomb goes off and like it's just like and like their hats backwards and there's just like black smoke on their nose like that's what's coming next I swear to God, you know next year fucking you know what's gonna happen next year. Denzel Washington's gonna come out like fucking Elmer Fudd presenting, you know, best new artist. It's it's just a joke. In the words of Jim Florence, yeah, it's a fucking joke. Are you kidding me? Give me a break. Fucking Madonna, hang it up. You got a fucking cane. Drag her off the field already. Christ. No, but <laughs> come on. What are you kidding me? No, I think that. By the way, that's a that's a stellar Florentine. That's why I I swear to God, I don't mean to keep harping on it, but Eminem, he comes out, you know, he does his thing, kills his song, sits there, wins an award or two, leaves, gentlemen, fine. Bruno Mars, at least he was dressed normal. He didn't come out in a fucking Eskimo. I'm telling you, one of these years, a rapper's going to come out with a full-on Eskimo, just a full-on Eskimo boots and everything. All right. So I was a little disappointed with the Grammys, but I had fun tweeting. That's it. That was the rant. And unacceptable, all combined, unacceptable for the week was Pharrell Williams' hat. I will forever hold him in a place in my heart of people who should have been really, really severely beaten. Like, what would happen if he got cracked in the face and somebody said, don't ever dress like that again? Or I'm going to make you taste your blood every time I see you. You think that would like put the fear in him? Maybe he fucking put on a Yankee hat and shut up. Okay, that's it. Let's move on. Sorry, everybody. That was it. I feel, I, I feel slightly better. But um, let me know if this rant was too long, if you liked it. To be honest, I don't care. And if you didn't like it, I'll do a longer one next time. You want to know why, everybody? Because this is my fucking show, not yours. Okay? I'm doing you a favor. You're listening to me. I'm passing time. While you sit in your fuck wherever you're sitting right now, I'm doing that for you. Okay, I could be sleeping right now, enjoying my feet up, everything nice in my house. It's freezing here in New York, but no, I'm here talking shit for you. You know, and if anybody, else, you know, first made a podcast, he just, he just talked to me and making fun of repeating himself about how bad the Grammys were. Fuck off. All right, don't listen anymore. Go listen to fucking. Doug Benson's high stories or Jay Moore's stories or fucking somebody else. I don't give a shit. All right? Listen to the realest podcast on the planet, baby. This is Verzi Effect Podcast, episode 146 with me, your host, Paul Verzi. I ran out of iced tea and I'm still going to go. I don't need a drink to do this shit. Let's get ready. Are you ready for sports? Because it's time. It is time for my Super Bowl prediction, and I wish I had the music that I used to have. What was it? Dun, 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 dun. No, it wasn't. 
That Fox shit was awesome. All right, so here we go. Super Bowl prediction. It's very simple. Let, let me go back to saying what I was saying. All right, I got through the I got through the unacceptable. I think that was the longest unacceptable. Um, I'll talk about a movie. Hey, we will talk about movies in a little bit. I'll talk. I'll do a little bit about movies here. Not much. Then I'll get to the plugs. I'm in Boston this weekend with Joe Matarese. That should be pretty fun. And then I uh, got some other stuff coming up. Got um, a, a cool announcement. I uh, can't give too much away, but I'll give you guys what I can. So uh, let's go into sports now. Um, I love this time of year in New York, like I was saying, because all the media goes to the, to the Super Bowl location. And, you know, if you listen to the fan, Mike Francesa on the fan I listen to, or, you know, the fan is New York's huge, you know, WFAN, the fan, big big sports uh, network or radio station, I should say, and they have all kinds of people on there endorsing products and talking about the Super Bowl. And you hear great guys like you know your Montana, and, and you know you hear Marino and Terry Bradshaw from the old, and all these guys just talking about what they think, and then they'll talk about just stuff going on in their lives and what they're doing now, and then they give a Super Bowl prediction. So I I always kind of keep my ears glued to the radio during Super Bowl week, lead up to it. It kind of makes you feel good. You listen to what people say. And, um, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's just really fun. And New York has a ton of that. And like I said last time, the media was killing New York for the weather. But now because the forecast is better. Meanwhile, we're in February. We're going to be in February in New York. Okay, and they're like, well, it's going to be a cold Super Bowl. Yes, it is. That was the point. People should have known that, did their complaining all the way to now, and just deal with it. Put on your hat, you writing asshole, or you journalist. Put on your hat and gloves and just deal with it. And then fucking write about how shitty it was next week. Nobody cares about how you just, you're at the Super Bowl. It's been like that. It's New York. It's New York. I don't know what it is. People are just pissing me off this week. You guys caught me in a mood, though, because I'm having issues online with YouTube. I'm trying to do something with YouTube. That's been pissing me off. I'm having issues right now with stuff that's going on with this tour. Uh, You know, me and representation are talking back. You guys got me on a hot night tonight. This is probably the most angry I've been. So, bear with me here. I don't like him when he's that angry. (laughs) Shut up. All right. Super Bowl predictions, everybody. Here you go. You ready? I think that this is an easier Super Bowl to predict. Now, as you know, I predicted the 49ers to win this Super Bowl, and they are not here. So you're probably saying, and if you're a first-time listener, you're saying, well, he was wrong about that. Why should I even listen? Because the listeners, the longtime listeners of the Verzi Effect podcast will tell you that um, a couple years ago, I predicted that the uh what who did i pre- oh i predicted that the f- the packers were going to beat the patriots and the patriots went but the giants knocked out the packers and that helped me and because i loved the giants and the giants won the next year i said i i said that um what did i say or last year i said i should say i said that the 49ers were going to win the super bowl against the ravens they both went to the super bowl and i do this before week 1 okay so the credibility is there and, uh, you know, I just had the wrong team. Both teams were there, but I had the wrong team. But I did pick both teams. This year, I said the San Francisco 49ers would beat the Broncos in the Super Bowl. I believe that if they were playing the Broncos tomorrow, I believe, especially after what I saw the 49ers do with the um, Seahawks, 
I believe that they would have won because I believe that the 49ers were the only defensive line that would get to Peyton Manning, make him uncomfortable, and make plays. However, I did not expect Kaepernick to throw away those picks. Um, like I said, you know, last time, the, the 18-yard line, two timeouts, you can't do it. With the first down, you can't do it. Kaepernick gave the game away. Uh, they, they gave the game away two or three different times, and they still only lost by six. The 49ers should be in this game. They had a, a Super Bowl-quality defensive line. It was given away by a bad throw by the quarterback. The quarterback panicked on the last couple of drives, and that's what happened. Uh, instead of staying true to why the 49ers got there, which was running and passing. But that's neither here nor there because they are not in it. The Seattle Seahawks got past them. But listen to me, everybody, and here's the prediction. And before they will not get past they will not get past the Denver Broncos uh, for a few reasons, okay? Number one, I'm not going to say that this is an easy pick or a lock. It's a two-point game as far as Vegas has it, uh, the spread. So I think it could be a great game. I think Denver could be down as much as 10 and still win. I think I think Seattle can be down, you know. Well, no, I don't know. I think if, if I think if Seattle's down seven, they got a chance. But I th- I, th- I think like I think the Broncos can be down fourteen and win this game. I think Seattle could be down the most ten and still come back and make it a really close game and maybe win it. So I'll say that. But uh, here's why I don't think Seattle's going to win this game, and here's why I didn't. I'm not as like man. I wonder who's going to win. Like, you know, I I felt like. Certain Super Bowls, you're like, man, this is this is a tough one, and a lot of people are like this could be an epic one, this could be a classic one. Here's exactly why, and I said this on Jason Lawhead's podcast today. Check that out when he puts it up. By the way, we had a great conversation in Lawhead's uh, Lawhead's court, my buddy Jason Lawhead, um, and you guys have heard him here on the show before. But you're talking about an experienced quarterback who is one of the most prolific passers to ever live, to ever play football on our planet. He's one of the greatest. He's got the experience. And the bottom line is, guys, he's got more weapons, okay? He's got more weapons. I said early on in the season the Seattle Seahawks are not even close to the same team on the road. They're not. Okay, at home, they got that 12th man bullshit. The place is deafening loud. It really puts the opponent at a disadvantage. They're they're not that good on the road. They're not. The quarterback has not been playing that good. Okay, the defensive backs are the best in the league, but you got the best quarterback in the league, the smartest quarterback. Peyton Manning is a coach. He's not just a player. He's a coach. As we speak, as I'm doing this thing right now, this podcast, he is in some room some dark room watching game film right now, breaking down the Seattle defensive back schemes. Richard Sherman's a great cornerback, and uh, he's playing on that side. He's not. He, he's looking at that. And by the way, for everybody that loved what Richard Sherman did, oh, I love what he did. Is this, He even said that it was sorry. He's remorseful for doing that to a fellow player and peer. And like I said, when he's an old man, he's going to look at that and be like, what was I doing? So calm down with, oh, it's cool. It's not wrestling. Learn sportsmanship, okay? Yeah, it's fun and it's cool shit talking, but to do it in an interview like that was just stupid. And he realized it, and I'm glad he apologized because it made people go, oh, well, maybe it was stupid. It was stupid. Anyway, back to the prediction. Peyton Manning knows that that guy is over there. He knows the schemes. He's got Decker. He's got Thomas. He's got Welker. He's got two running backs. Um... I learned this by a radio caller when I was listening to some sports radio this week that they've given up to the exact yard. They are tied for seventh with defense, like giving up yards. They've given up the same amount of yards to a T, to the yard, okay? So Denver's defense is not as bad as people think. As a matter of fact, it's actually a very good defense. It's just their offense is so potent. This game is Peyton Manning's to lose. 
This game is Peyton Manning's legacy. He is focused. I believe that a rookie quarterback will make a mistake in this big moment. I don't want to take anything away from Russell Wilson, but that throwing up penalty bullshit against the 49ers. I mean, listen, guys, this all goes back. You got to look at it like this. This all goes back to the 40. You got to look at the 49ers game here. Okay, I know it's a completely different game and it's a Super Bowl, but they are at home to go to a Super Bowl. There's no more urgency than that. They threw a fucking basically a Hail Mary because of a penalty in the end zone and the guy caught it. Okay, and then and then San Francisco threw picks through the game away and they still lost by six and they only lost by six. And that was in Seattle. Now, everybody was talking about the New England Patriots running back, LeGarrette Blunt, running for 161 game, 200-something the next game. What happened when he ran against Denver? Denver focused on their focused on their running game and shut it down. He had six yards in the game. Six. Now, I know Marshawn Lynch is a beast, but you know right now they're going to be all over him. And even if he runs for 80, 90, 100 yards, it's still going to be a game. And they're going to focus on him. And then Peyton's going to go out and they're going to run down that field really quickly and score. So my prediction is, and oh, and this is the last point I'll make. Peyton Manning didn't even have to wash his jersey the last two games he played. Okay, he, he got knocked down once in two playoff games. Do you understand? He got knocked down once. He was upright the whole game. He might as well have been standing in his living room changing the fucking channel of his television. The offensive line is giving the prolific passer that much time with that many weapons. As long as the weather is not brutal, snowing, windy, rain, and all that, this is the Broncos game to lose, and I don't think it's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised. I would see. I, I wouldn't be surprised. If it was twenty-seven, sixteen Broncos. But I cannot see Peyton Manning and them being denied right now. They've after what happened last year uh, with the Ravens going in there and winning that heartbreaker. They had it on their mind. They they've they've played. They still haven't even played great yet in the playoffs. It, Denver is going to win this football game, everybody. Dude, I called it. And if I'm wrong, I'll be the first to come on and say, "Hey, I gave you the reasons why." But look at it like this. Look at it from a from a from a pros and cons or a or a posi- you know from a from a good and bad column. Okay, you got quarterback to quarterback. Peyton Manning's the most prolific. Okay, wide receivers goes to the Broncos. Running game you could give to Seattle, but the Broncos have two good running backs. Okay, um, defense you could give a slight edge to Seattle, but the, 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 they've given up the same amount of yards. So I would say defensive backs you give to Seattle. But does the wide receiving core of Denver kind of balance that out? I think it does. Plus, you got the education of Peyton Manning as far as you know his his expertise, his, his film watching, all the things that he does. Um, John Fox, you know, the coach has been there. Pete Carroll hasn't. I just think, I really just think that, uh, or as a head coach, Pete Carroll hasn't. I don't know if he did as a, I don't know if he did as an assistant. I don't think he did. But those are the reasons why. I, I just think there's too many weapons. I think you stay away from Sherman. You could even go at Sherman too, you know, I mean, whatever. But here's why. I can say Denver confidently because I think the only way two things need to happen. Two things can happen to make Denver lose. And I don't think they're going to one. Seattle Seahawks just control time of possession so much and you keep Peyton Manning off the field 
and then there's nothing you could do. And that means that Denver's defense completely collapses, and this, you know, second-year quarterback, I called him rookie before, second-year quarterback just goes off. The running game is it. Denver could do nothing, and Seattle's going to run up and down the field in the Super Bowl on the road away from home. I don't think that's going to happen. Or the other reason that they Denver would lose is if, if Peyton Manning throws two or three interceptions, shits the bed, plays like he's got no experience, and just doesn't play well, which I don't see happening in this game. So that's my prediction, everybody. Uh, I think the Denver Broncos will win for all the reasons that I just told you. You're protecting that quarterback, too. That's it. Take it to the bank. Uh, I think the case would be different against uh, I, because because if you watched what the 49ers offensive line did, the 49ers offensive line, they got two Russell Wilson first play of the game. Alden Smith got got a fumble recover. You know you don't see that happening with um, you don't see that happening with Peyton's Manning's offensive line getting dominated like that. And I don't think Seattle's going to do that to him. So Denver Broncos, you guys want a final score? I'll give you a final score. I said that like you guys have been begging me for a final score the whole time. Um, I will say, I don't know why, I just kept thinking 27-16 was in my head. Um, you know, so I'll stick with that. Maybe my, my second, I'll say, I don't know, this number 27-16 has been popping in my head. I don't know. That seems too low. It seems like Seattle could score more than that. So, no, you know what, why would I give two? That's not fair. I'm going to stick to it. 27-16 Broncos. I think the Broncos are going to do some work here, and uh, and we'll see. And maybe I'm eating crow next week, and, uh, you know. But remember what I said, the two things that need to happen in order for the Broncos to win. Time of possession is just so controlled by Seattle that nobody sees it coming, and Peyton Manning is off the field for a lot of the game, or Peyton Manning has the worst game ever. But I'm going to tell you this, guys. If Peyton Manning and that offense is in the game, and, and, and it's a kind of they're going to run away with this thing, I think. So... That's it. Uh, movies, real quick. I know I'm running out of time here, but it doesn't matter because I don't, I don't have a time. I'm not on a clock, and it's my show. Uh, did not see a movie. I saw Lone Survivor. I didn't see. I didn't see. Uh, I was supposed to go and see Wolf of Wall Street again. I, I guess I've never seen it. Supposed to go in a theater and see, you know. But you know how it is. But I saw this sick movie, man. Like I'm start. I don't know what it is, but like disturbing movies. I'm starting to get into disturbing. Not like get into, but like just sometimes you want to see something dark, and I'm in a dark mood. That's why I just shit on the Grammys for as long as I did. So I'll, I'll tell you this. There's a movie called uh, Chained. Did you see this movie, Chained? And Vincent D'Onofrio plays a serial killer who has, like, a kid from, like, 8 years old until, I guess, his 20s or 30s chained. And, like, they become, like, kind of close. And, like, he just watches them kill chicks and, like, go, you know, and then he wants him to kill one. And then the kid is torn between, like, escaping or staying with him. And it was pretty interesting. So... It's called Chained, and uh, you know, it was kind of like interesting, and I saw that movie VHS was sick. Somebody told me you got to see VHS too, but if you're into gore, crazy, disturbing, put your hand over your mouth, I can't believe that just happened, and every once in a while we knew, need movies like that, so let me know if you guys know of anyone. I'll tell you guys this, the most disturbing movie I ever saw was a movie in, um, was it in French, <laughs> you're reading this shit, but um, Martyrs, wow, that was nuts. I think I talked about that early, early on in this show, like in during my podcast, like so long ago. But um, yeah, so check that movie Chained out. That was pretty good. And uh, oh, I did see Captain Phillips. I don't know if I even talked about that on the podcast. I saw Captain Phillips on um, on demand, and it was good. I thought it was good, but you know, it wasn't. It was all right. You know, I get it. You know, they took them, they fucking killed the guys. You know, I mean, expected what to happen. I mean, it's a true story, but it wasn't like groundbreaking. It wasn't great. 
Oh, not like that Lone Survivor was, everybody. That Lone Survivor was special. That Lone Survivor will be a DVD I own and I will watch on surround sound in my house. That shit was ridiculous. Uh, okay, we'll get into plugs now. Plugs for the week are... This weekend, I will be at Laugh Boston in Boston, Massachusetts with Joe Matarese. Those shows are... Thursday, two on Friday night, and two on Saturday night. So you could check me and Matt Arise there. Then I come home, and I am doing local shows in New York City until March 1st. And I just found out, too, that March, uh, I'm going to be out of the country a lot. Uh, I am going on basically touring the entire country of Canada on a tour bus with Bill Burr. And uh, like we did last year in the States, and we're going to be in another country doing it, and we're going to be in an unbelievable bus. So I'm looking so forward to that, and I'm finding out that the shows are getting sold out and being added. So there, I think there was like all these shows added, and Bill is just absolutely crushing it, not only in America, all over the world. God bless him, and uh, you know, it's so amazing to work with him and open for him. So that's going to be incredible. And um, the other news that I have that I'm that I'm announcing only on the podcast to my listeners is that um, it looks like uh, the, the the tour that I'm going to be doing with Jason Lawhead and Joe Bartnick Monday Morning Podcast presents it's a it's a it's just basically a tour that Bill Burr is not on but he is sponsoring and we're going to be going to uh, I think more dates are getting added I don't know more cities are getting added uh, it looks like Arizona just got added so i don't I, I i mean i'll keep you guys up to date with that but you know it looks like we're gonna be doing pittsburgh looks like we're gonna be doing cleveland it looks like we are gonna be going obviously new york new jersey um connecticut uh we are going to try to do um either san diego or pasadena california los angeles california las vegas um where else? Where else? Uh, oh, San Francisco, the punchline. That looks like that's already booked. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a really busy year, man. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. Got a lot of people working for us and, and making this stuff happen. But I could tell you, man, when the shows come, it's gonna be a great time and uh, should be something special. So uh, not only the Canadian tour with Bill, but us doing this tour all over the place. And 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 it's an honor to have Bill sponsor and put his name behind a tour that he wants certain people on. So um, I'm really looking forward to that and looking forward to seeing all you guys there. We're gonna we're gonna have a great time. And you know, we when we go on the road, man, we. Love to interact and talk to the talk to the fans of comedy and, and enjoy it and you know get everybody f on Twitter and, and you know and talking shit about the show and what they thought about it and stuff so um, it's gonna be a good nice busy year um, and it's tough because you try to make sure I, you know I'm trying to do that and not be away from home so much so that's the balance I'm also on um, Speaking of that, it looks like uh, it looks like we're really close. It's one or two places where I'm going to be uh, taping my debut album, and I will give you guys um, the I will give you guys the details on that. And if you if you could make that show, that that's going to be one to come to. That'll be great. So uh, that's going to be um, you know March or April. 
you know, in between all the touring and stuff. And it looks like we only have uh, two or three more shoots for the documentary movie that I'm putting together, uh, that I've been putting together for almost two years now. Should be uh, wrapped up pretty soon and uh, get to the editing room. So uh, we got that happening too. So um, all that good stuff, man. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for all the support. Uh, please keep the, the, you know, the, the reviews coming. And uh, sorry, I know I was really heavy on the uh, Super Bowl today and uh, shitting on the Grammy Awards. So uh, I hope I didn't lose too many, <laughs> too many of you. But I, I do hope you enjoyed what you did here. And um, it's always a pleasure to, uh, you know, I, I said it once and I'll say it again. I, you know, um, I always hear people say that I sound like I really care about my, my fans that listen, and I do. I, I'll tweet back at you, man. If you're a fan and you want to tweet back or, you know, if you want me to talk about something, I do have some people like, oh, man, I, I can't believe you, you know, you answered my, you know, you answered my tweet or you, or you talked about what I wanted to talk about. That's so cool. I listened to it and to listen to you talk about what I talk about. Like, that's what I want to do. Like, I want you to be, you know, I'll, I'll shout your name out, dude. I don't care. I want you to be, you know, this is your show. So, you know, I'll talk and riff about whatever you want me to riff about, you know, and, and, um, we're going on, uh, you know, over three years strong going on. And what am I for? I was just talking to my manager about this, uh, in the car a couple of nights ago, but I'm, I'm four away from 150 now. And by the end of the year, I'll be, you know, there's going to be 200 episodes of the Verzi effect out there. You know, fucking put this. If I wasn't doing so much, I ended up putting them on a DVD or something, and you know, shipping them out to great fans or whatever. But don't expect that shit because I got so much shit going on this year. But um, download the shit. You know, um, no donations. No, you know. Now I will tell you this: if I did have more money through this, I would have like a studio and I would have all kinds of microphones. But that's not like what I wanted to. You got to see some of these podcasts that some of these comedians have. I'm not kidding. Yeah, show up to the 58th floor. You know, you got to do a cartwheel through like a laser alarm. And if it buzzes, you can't do the show. But if you get through it, then you got to go down 40 flights. So then you're really on nine. But we want you to go up there so you can get through the alarm on 49. And then you've proven that you're worthy of sitting in it for five minutes. No water. You don't get water the first time. But, you know, it's just a little too much. So... I liked it, and I told some people you know, recently because there were so many comedians I wanted to have on the show, and I was just like, "Look, you know, um, you got to drive to my house. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doing the old school. Like, I remember doing it old school, man. Like I was, me and Dan Soder were sitting in my car, no microphone. I just had the laptop open, and we're just talking in a parking space down in the city, like a buzzing noise in the back and all that, um, you know. So." Um, but yeah, so thank you for everything. Keep the comments coming and, um, that's it, man. You guys are the shit. Versi Effect Podcast, TVE. Once I get all these, you know, once I get everything situated, I got too much going on right now with the tours and the projects that I got going, but once I get everything situated, I am going to think about revamping up and doing some kind of, um, online merchandise for the show. But I can't, you know, um, you know, so, and let me know, let me know what cities you're in. And if you want me to come out to a club near your city, or if you think there's a good comedy club out there that, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pass it over to my, uh, representation and reach out and, and try to get out there and, uh, 
you know, I want to I want to go, you know, this year we're trying to go everywhere. I've already been to um, Cleveland, Baltimore, and Boston this month, and it looks like... Um, it looks like yeah, I got a lot of other places coming. I'm be all over, obviously all over Canada, but we have all those other cities that I told you about those tours and you know and some and some new places that are coming up too. Hopefully working on getting down to Miami. It looks like I'm gonna be uh, hopefully down there um, sometime sometime soon in Miami. So um, yeah. Let me know. I'm trying to come everywhere this year, uh, no matter what, whether it's on the tour or whether it's me headlining or whatever. So um that's it, man. We're doing it big this year. So come out to a show. Have a good time. Uh, thank you again. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Paul Verzi. That's V-I-R-Z-I. And um, get me on Facebook. Any questions you want me to answer or talk about on the show, let me know. Any topics, um, I, I'll do it. So talk to you guys later. Hope all is well with everybody. And until next week, enjoy the Super Bowl. The Denver Broncos are going to win. Dude, I called it.